three, two, one. are listening to the D-Bad Movement and this is episode 16 of D-Bad the Don't Be a Dickhead podcast. Welcome along, it's me John Gilbert. Me Ian Thompson. And Alex King. Hello. So, hello. So today we are going to be talking about sleep. Mm-hmm. So dickhead behaviours around sleep. I just want to start off is it, by is saying... Is it sleep or is it bedroom behaviour? Um, it's sleep. Okay, okay. Okay. I can already sense the first thing that's going to be edited out. <laughs> so before we get into it, just want to thank our D-Bad community who have really come up trumps for this episode. Lots and lots of dickheadery suggestions and it makes it so much easier for us to put the show together, it makes it feel more authentic. So thank you. And anybody that's been listening to this who has just been a little bit nervous about coming forward with their dickheadery, please don't. Please share it on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and just yeah just put it forward and we will debate it we don't pick on anybody well we haven't yet <laughs> but the day is still young so uh so with that should we should we jump straight in so what have our community been saying about dick Hedery when it comes to sleep yeah so we've had a comment from hannah griggs so she said waking yourself up with a cough does not mean you're dying of coronavirus every sodding night so I think that's, um, she's saying that her brain doesn't switch off at night and she maybe keeps herself awake with negative thoughts. And I think a lot of people do that. I especially do that. And it's just really random things. Like I'll maybe just get start getting to that point of drifting off and I'll maybe remember something that embarrassing that I did like four weeks ago. Do, do you guys do that? Like start overthinking things at night? And just really random things. Do you think about that embarrassing thing that Alex did four weeks ago? <laughs> <laughs> And I know what you mean, though. You kind of, you, you, it's like self um, reflection. Uh, it, it's like self. Well, yeah, but it's like you, you, you're giving yourself self-contaminating beer fear type thing. But yeah. even though you haven't been drinking, yeah. you lay there like like in the morning after you've been drinking, you always do it in the shower. Oh, that's horrific. I always like hurt myself in the shower. <laughs> but then, but then when, when uh, even when you haven't been drinking then you'll just lay in bed and think about the thing, which is why I quite like to think of something like, like weird. How weird, Ian? So, I mean, like something like, I'll just, I'll try and, I'll try and create a dream for myself. So mm-hmm. I'll try and no, create yeah. a dream like where like I'm a duck and I, I'm walking along to a pond or something like that, hoping that that might lead to a fun dream. Is that to stop yourself mm-hmm. from thinking of like negative thoughts and? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, exactly. I'll try that. Being I'll start worrying, not a I won't get to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. That's a good... I might try that. Pretend I'm a duck. Our subconscious is the dickhead in this scenario. Yeah. It's just going, oh, you all right there, John? Yeah, heading off to sleep, are you? Oh, it's nice, isn't it? Hey, <laughs> do you remember 15 years ago when this happened? You felt like a dickhead. <laughs> there you go. Off to sleep now. <laughs> I don't know what we can do about that. I like, se- the, idea, I like yeah. the idea of imagining that you're a duck instead. Yeah. Well, it doesn't have to be a duck. You could choose any animal or you could choose something can completely you? different. Yeah. Sometimes I like to, you know, <laughs> a, a bit of action. So I'll, I'll imagine that I'm in a racing car or something like that, or I'm driving <laughs> along the side of a cliff like I'm in a Jamiroquai video or something. Wow. So. <laughs> Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. so I'll, ch- I'll try and start the dream off in my mind, hoping that my mind will then continue it once I'm asleep. It regularly doesn't, but, you know, 
Do you have a, do you ever have those dreams as well where you wake up and you want to get back to sleep to try and carry it on? Yeah. But you yeah. do. Nice dream. Yeah. yeah. And you, you just sort you just sort of like carry it on in your head and just try not to move or open your eyes or listen to <laughs> yeah. anything. Yeah. Yeah. I think dreams are a source of dickheadery as well. Have you ever experienced a scenario where you've been mad with somebody because of what they did in a dream? Or where still somebody's pissed off with you for something that you never even did and you just did it as a subconscious construct? Yeah. I bet you have, aren't you, Ian? Oh, loads of times, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm generally not annoyed with anyone, I don't think, but other people have been annoyed with me for things that I did to them in a dream. Yeah. It sounds like it happens a lot. Well, no, I I remember, this is a subconscious manifestation that sometimes is, <laughs> is based on the experiences of the consciousness. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it does happen. I once, um, I once had a dream that I was cutting my, I can't remember if it was my toenails or my fingernails, and I didn't stop once I'd cut my nails. I just kept going and started oh, cutting horrific. the ends off my fingers. Oh. Anyway, I, I woke up and passed out. <laughs> I woke up and I felt really dizzy and thought, I'd best go to the bathroom and just wash my face. And I, I got up and then um, woke up on the floor and I'd like smacked my head. Your yeah. subconscious is physically attacking you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do get oh, abused. beyond dickheadery. Yeah, yeah. That is horrific. Sorry, you were about to say something really important and I interrupted you. It was, and I was abused and... <laughs> by, by, my, by my subconscious. Yeah. I wasn't about to divulge anything. This isn't Good. a safeguarding matter. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> then we'll leave it to the listener to decide if there was a careful edit there. <laughs> what else have the community been saying? Uh, so David Smith's been in touch. He's, he's mentioned, which I imagine a few people get annoyed about, the dormant fart. Uh, <laughs> he sometimes goes to bed later than his wife, he said. Um, uh, he pulls back the covers and gets a tidal wave of disgusting air. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, but you can't help that if you're doing it in your sleep, can you? But you can. How? You should go for a poo before bedtime. That doesn't stop. It does. I go for a poo before bed to try and um, stem the uh, the risk of a dominant fat. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Don't you do that? No. Oh, I always do. Yeah, it's part of my bedtime ritual. <laughs> Jesus. It's because I'm considerate. Okay. If I, look, I don't want, uh, if there's an intruder that came into my bedroom during the night <laughs> and pulled back my quilt to stab me, I don't want them having to smell my fat. <laughs> I'll do anything to reduce the risk of that happening. <laughs> Don't be a dickhead. (laughs) Is it dickheadery then to fart in your sleep because you haven't prepared beforehand? Um, Well, I think, yeah, I I think reckless farting. I think if you have a curry and then you just go, I'm not going to deal with this. Yeah, but what if you don't need to go to the bathroom? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, this is maybe not something I want to get into on the podcast. That's not so much of an issue with my medical conditions. I can pretty much do it on demand. Wow. Okay, David Smith also mentioned snoring, which I think quite a lot of people have actually mentioned as well. People seem to hate snoring. His oh, wife really hates hate snoring, snoring and literally kicks him out of bed sometimes. He only snores when he's ill, he says, but his wife literally kicks him out of bed when, uh, when, 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 he, when he does start. I think the thing with snoring is it's not the actual act of it, because obviously you can't help it, but it does infuriate me. But it's maybe when someone like knows that maybe it's keeping the partner awake and it's like really bothering them without trying to do anything about it. I think that's slight like, dickheadery. Like I feel like if I, I was the seen. snorer, I would try and get you know, like the nose strips. I'd att- at least attempt. Yeah. To... yeah, I have some the Robbie Fowler nose strips. And do they work? Uh, I- I'll be honest, I don't know. Uh, I'm asleep usually when it happens. But I have worn them on a few occasions. Surely yeah. that level of preparation is not too 
different to my having a poo before bed. It's just about precautionary measures to be kind of, I don't know, just like thinking about the needs of your partner. We're putting a medical bandage on ourselves. You're talking about shitting. <laughs> yeah, in an appropriate place. Okay, then. Okay. Dave sent us a list, hasn't he? He has sent us a list. Yeah, it finishes rather curiously with all kids asleep, dickheads. And I mean, I think almost sleeping kids is another is another podcast altogether, but we can cover it slightly here. Uh, are kids sleep dickheads? They do move a lot, don't they? They like move around and like change like position, like, you know, almost like moving their head to the other end of the bed loads. And you never quite know where they are. If you go up like just to check if they're still there, you've no idea because you don't know where they are. <laughs> they don't just lay on their back with their head on the pillow or something like that, do they? Yeah. I remember once waking up when I was young I woke up and I was on the floor of my bedroom and I'd pulled the bottom drawer of my chest of drawers out and was using that as a pillow. I mean, goodness mm. only knows what my neck would be like nowadays if I did that. But, I mean, kids can do out, can't they? My son is convinced that sleeping on the floor is more comfortable. He does that every night. Is he? He's wrong. <laughs> He's wrong. That... I mean, he is wrong, yeah. Yeah, that's his thing. But the thing, I mean, I, I don't know, just to pick up on... Dave's point about kids being sleep dickheads. Any parent listening to this is going to just be fully empathetic with that. Babies are sleep dickheads, right? And then just when you think it gets better, they become toddlers who can then get out of bed and then start bothering you during the night. And then when that phase goes, then they start having nightmares and they want to come and tell you about it and they want comfort in, which I don't begrudge them for, but it is depriving you of your sleep. And then when you think that's done, they get growing pains... So then they come and tell you about that. And then when you think that's done, that's when they get onto drinking and things. So they, they just kind of come in at all hours. Yeah. Kids throughout the progression of all ages are dickheads. Yeah. There we go. Anyone else? Anyone, who else is uh, emailed in? So brace yourself. We have our first story um, wow. of the episode. Mm. So, so Andrew Siddle, thank you for getting in touch, Andrew. He says, so my partner and I both occasionally talk in our sleep, totally subconsciously, nothing wrong with that. The dickheadery comes from how we deal with it. When my partner does, I've learned that all you have to do is agree with whatever she's saying in a quiet, cheery voice like, wow, that's great, or don't worry, I've already sorted it. And she'll just make a contented noise and fall back to sleep. She, on the other hand, deals with things a little differently. So if I start sleep talking, she insists on questioning me and gets really intense and worked up about it. I usually end up waking up to something like, but what do you mean, Andrew? This isn't making any sense. To which I usually have no choice but to reply in a blurry slur, what are you talking about? I was asleep. At which point she says, oh, right, fine. Still irritated that I'd not fully explained where the magic river leads or whatever <laughs> and falls asleep, leaving me awake. We discussed this last night, so we didn't end up falling out over it. And wow, we're locked down in the house together indefinitely. Not the first time I brought it up and she agreed it was pure dickheadery, but that she was absolutely going to keep doing it because she was too curious about what I was saying. And apparently it's funny when you get cross. That's brilliant. The last bit there, it's funny when you get cross, is brilliant. I absolutely love that. I love that. Wow. So can... she's admitting some dickheadery. By the way, nice use of dickheadery there from yeah, the yeah. Uh, community. It's catching. Um, but yet she thinks it's, it's, <laughs> the funniness outweighs the dickheadery, so therefore it's going to keep happening. Nice. That's, that's lovely. It, it reminded me of um, 
my friend Jack once had a really bad back. Uh, this doesn't all rhyme, this story. And um, <laughs> when he was in bed, it was last summer, I think, he'd done his back in. And when he, he sleeps in like a T-shirt. And when he woke up in the middle of the night and it was too hot, then he tried to take his T-shirt off and he got stuck in the middle of taking his T-shirt off and couldn't get it any further and the T-shirt was over his head. Um, and he was just sort of wailing with a really bad back. It was really hurting him to try and wake his girlfriend Amy up. And Amy eventually woke up and Jack said instead of helping him, she woke up and immediately burst out laughing, grabbed his phone and started filming him. She leapt out of bed with glee uh, to start filming him writhing around on the bed with a bad back. So like, that's another one. She just loved the fact that he was in pain in the middle of the night. So, yeah. Right, now, just to call back to an earlier episode. So there was a situation was occurring and somebody's first instinct was to film it, right? Did she share the video? Um, and... I mean, I, I Where in there lies a dickheadery? I, you, have, I assume you know what I'm getting at here. Yeah, I know what you're getting at. I have seen a bit of the video. She didn't share it like on social media or text. I, I've just, I've been shown it. I think Jack even showed me it actually, because she filmed it, I don't know why, presumably her phone wasn't um, present, but she filmed it on his phone. So. Okay, so if, if, if anybody's curious, go back to our episode on mistakes and we debate this about whether when somebody gets themselves trapped, whether filming them is dickheadery or whether it only becomes dickheadery when you then publicly share it with other people uh, yeah. to show that somebody else's misfortune is your amusement. Yeah, there we go. So um, I understand that a, one, a friend of the show, Claire Bergen, has also been in touch. Friend of the show. Yes, you have people who literally wrap themselves up in the duvet why do I agree. this? That's dickheadery. What, really? I agree so, with okay. that. So Claire's my partner. She's talking about me. I don't wrap myself yeah. up in the duvet. She calls it wrapping myself up in the duvet. It's not actually wrapping myself up in the duvet. What I like is, and to be honest, this is medically advised as well, I enjoy to put a part of the duvet between my knees because I don't like the inside of my knees touching each other when I'm trying to go to sleep. <laughs> Yeah, but do you, do you steal the quilt off of her? Does that prevent no. her from having enough quilt to...? If anything, she has more, especially in the summer, she has more of the quilt than me because I, I'm basically the temperature monitor. I'm very good at managing my temperature. But in order to be able to do that, then I have to be able to sort of get parts of me, like my feet and back, either warm or cold, depending on what I need to do. She's always freezing in bed. That's it. It's like... Yeah. Yeah. She gets into bed and I'm immediately like, don't touch me. So, um, <laughs> so, so yeah, so I, what I do is I just take a small portion of the cover and it may only be sort of, you know, I, I don't have oversized knees or anything. I just take a small <laughs> bit of the cover and just put it in between my knees. And she calls that me wrapping myself up in the duvet. <laughs> okay, I'll let we, you off. I think then. we need a, I we think need the a picture of that. Yeah, I'll, I'll send yeah. a picture of that. I'll upload it. Uh, um, the... I think the problem comes because when I do that, then obviously it restricts how much cover she can pull away or give to me. She also doesn't like it when I'm a little bit hot. And what I do is I dump all the cover onto her so I can um, lay without cover in order to regulate my temperature. <laughs> I can see a, um, an end of year special coming with this as well. It's like called Things Ian is Good At, right? <laughs> Neighbouring, we know about, but we've just learned regulating his body temperature. I'm very good at regulating my top body. Oh, it's not even at night, actually, John. I'm just pretty good at it. It's all, all, in the, all in the feet and back. You can keep your feet at a decent temperature 
Uh, I mean, to be honest, your feet actually can be a little bit colder than the rest of your body needs to be. Um, but then they'll help regulate the rest of your body. Oh, do you have your feet out of the end of the cover? It oh, that really bothers on... me. When you know your feet are exposed at the bottom of the... Yeah, on a summer's night, I'll always have my feet out. Oh, never. Why does that bother you, Alex? I'm, I'm not sure. It might be some sort of deep-rooted fear of someone grabbing my foot. So I don't know why so that would be changed. That. You, do, yeah. you don't dislike it when someone else puts their feet out. No, but it, it just the thought of it bothers me. Just the thought of just having your feet dangling out of the end of the bed, just, yeah. Not I don't sure know if why. I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I, I'm actually a prize-winning author. And when I was about 20, I wrote a story called Dead Hands. And Dead Hands was a horror. And it was based on the idea that at night, a, a ghost would come to your room, but it could only hurt you if your foot was sticking out the end of the bed. Wow. And as children, we know that because children, they can't quite see the ghost, but they know that the ghost is there. But when we become adults, we forget about it. And, wow. and um, yeah, I was just trying to write something that would scare the crap out of people. Um, well, that's, that's really going to help Alex now. <laughs> I won the competition on the strength of being the only person that entered the competition. Brilliant. <laughs> but it still makes me a prize-winning yeah. author. And I'm sure you're still worthy. I got a thirty-pound voucher. <laughs> so Chris Hind has been in touch, and he is upset by Michael. That's my brother. Michael's very loud alarm clock when he is squatting at my house every day, waking up. <laughs> it was like waking up to a kick in the face. Yeah, D David Smith's mentioned a similar one to that as well. Uh, he's put about people who snooze 47 times before getting out of bed, making you suffer their alarm every 10 minutes. I am so guilty. Just get up, I'm so guilty of that. I, yeah. used to I used to set my alarm probably like two hours before I actually needed to get up. Just, yeah, wow. yeah I don't do that anymore. It's a bit ridiculous. But I used to set it to then know, oh, I've got an extra two hours in bed. You see, right, so I really like waking up and, and, and but and thinking, oh, wow, I've got an extra two hours. But I couldn't do it with an alarm, because yeah. once my alarm goes off, I can only sort of snooze or drift in and out of sleep. I can't really go back to sleep, or very rarely I can do. Mm. So I, I quite like it when I wake up just naturally and look at the clock and think, oh, it's only four o'clock in the morning. And I thought, this is it's brilliant. The best. And it's like, no, it is. It's absolutely amazing when that happens. Yeah. Uh, so it especially happens in summer quite a bit because obviously the sun comes up and your body wakes itself up and you look and you think, oh, brilliant. This is like one of the best things that's ever happened to anyone. And you go <laughs> back to sleep for a couple of hours. Particularly when it's bothering other people. Yeah, that's dickheadery. Yeah. I was a dickhead. I mean, I suppose, do you know what's even slightly worse as well is when just through the wall you can just do your neighbour's alarm going. Yeah, that's annoying. It's annoying. the faintness of it, just more annoying, because, you know, yeah. you can't just, yeah. The house next door to me uh, has been vacant for, like, I don't know, a year and a half or something like that. There's someone in it now. Um, but Oh, hang on. How are they getting on so far? Have they uh, reveled the in the brilliance of you as a neighbour? We're, we're not best friends yet, because, to be honest, it, because <laughs> of the lockdown, I haven't really seen it that much. But, I mean, I think they were so happy to move in next door to me that they have had a baby. Wow. I that don't was, know whether I was anything was well to do planned. with that. I wasn't physically anything to do with it, but I mean, <laughs> emotionally, I might have been something to do with it. Uh, I haven't yet been asked to be the Godfather, right? But, um, but I mean, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm there if they need it uh, for s spiritual guidance <laughs> within the Church of Dickheadery, um, and uh, yeah. So, that, so they just moved in, but while they weren't in for like the year and a half or whatever, there was a, a smoke alarm 
low battery thing going off. And it, it started off really annoying me. And then it got to the point, because then I told the builders about it and I said, you've got to stop it, you know, it's sending me mental this. And then eventually they didn't do anything about it. And eventually I got used to it to the point where I used to quite enjoy it. And then one day it stopped and I didn't know what to do. And, and it, like, it genuinely like, it upset me slightly that it wasn't there anymore in my life. How often did oh. it used to go off? Well, it was a smoke alarm, low battery, so it was like once every three or four minutes. What? That sounds horrific. <laughs> well, no, because if, if I was pottering or watching TV or in the kitchen, I couldn't hear it. It was when it was quiet on a night time or something like that. Mm. And it was my, it was my nighttime friend. Aww. Aww. Well, on a similar note to these, when I asked my mum about this one, she said, um, when you've waited, waited all week for a lie-in and next door decide to do DIY or cut the grass at stupid o'clock in the morning on a Sunday or a Saturday, what do you guys think to that? I think that's dickheadery. What, what time is stupid o'clock in the morning? I think she said about eight. That's She's right on the cusp. Yeah, no, that's dickheadery. That is, is dickheadery, it? I think so. I think, I think nine o'clock. I think that's the probably, cut-off. Yeah. Okay. Right, yeah. okay. So any time under nine is just not acceptable. I think there's actually a law around it. Is there? I believe. Yeah, like, there um, is for like workmen and stuff, isn't there, I think, before they can start. Yeah, that should surely apply to us as well. Yeah. When you're cutting the grass, you're adopting the of a workman or woman mm. um, at that time. Yeah. yeah. So we're getting now into the territory of other people's behaviour disrupting our sleep. Mm. I guess let, let's have a bit of a free-for-all on this one. Um, so we've mentioned off-air the, this, the dickheadery of having conversations with people when, you, when you're going to sleep. And I think this is something that causes you some distress mm. at you. Well, no, it's just... So Claire, of Dubbrop Open the Covers firm, she's got an extraordinary ability to know the exact point when I'm about to fall asleep. So what will happen is we go to bed and, like, you know, we might chat for, like, you know, a minute or so. And then I sort of, like, get myself ready to go to sleep, usually on my front... Uh, and then I transfer to my side. And she seems to have this incredible knack of knowing the exact moment when my body is pretty much asleep uh, and my ears are still slightly awake, but everything else is pretty much asleep and I'm about to drift off into a lovely sleep. And if anything happens, then I'm just gonna be awake for ages. So like, you know, it's, I'm right, right on the cusp there. And at that point, she asks me a question. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I mean, it happens pretty much every night. She just knows. She lays there, like, stalking me, just waiting, <laughs> biding a time. What, what kind of questions? Yeah. Um, Is it like, have you got the quilt between your knees? Okay? <laughs> no, no, no. No, we've or, we'll have already been through that rigmarole. I don't know. Just like, what, should we have for tea tomorrow? Or just some, like, random no, no, things? No, no, no. Existential. When do you think you're going to yeah. die? Yeah, it'll just be like, she'll just ask me a question about, like, you know, did you enjoy today or something? Or what did you think oh, about so it's something? It's a nice question. Today? No, it's not a nice question. Nothing's a nice question at that point. No, I'd be furious. Well, oh, I can't, yeah, I do know what you mean, actually. Yeah. And you'd just be like, fuck's sake. Yeah. There I was, yeah. imagining I was a duck. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
there's there's me me and the me and the kids ducklings we're about to like go down a small waterfall it's not really a waterfall it's more of like it's just the stones step down a couple of bits so it's kind of a bit of fun it's just a bit of rapids for the kids like getting them into it slowly we're about to go down there um and there might be a bit of like you know action involved in there like where one of the kids struggles and i have to go back and get them but you know on the whole we're having fun and boom and she 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 hits me with a question. <laughs> so I, I have an accidental dickheadery that I do that probably works Sally up. And I've got a form of sleep apnea. So just as I'm nodding off, I'll reach the point where my body's like, yeah, you've got a long time without any oxygen here. And I just do that jumpy jerky thing. Yeah. I do that a real lot, but I'll do it everywhere. I do it on an aeroplane before I take off. I can fall asleep so easily that I've, I've been on aeroplanes before and you've got a few nervous flyers and I don't really help them when I'm just lay there and I just throw my hands in the air and go Aah! I've done it standing up many times particularly getting airports when you've been trapped so I'll be falling asleep standing up and then I'll just make a real sudden jerky kind of funny thing like, I mean I'll be careful not to get shot yeah. in, in those kind of situations mine's when I'm like dreaming say if it's like I'm starting to drift off into a dream and say if I like fall or something then I'll like jolt and wake myself up but never just for like mm. gasping for oxygen or is that actually it is like you've been defibbed isn't yeah. it yeah yeah, I mean, I'm I'm always ready for for action. Uh, so a few years ago, when we had an earthquake, um, I, I my response to to the earthquake was I I leapt out of bed, and and like took like, a fighting pose because I didn't know what was going on, but I knew something was wrong, and I just leapt out of bed ready for action, ready to fight. Who's um, ready? There was, I, I wasn't quite sure what had happened. I think I think I did momentarily kind of this could be an earthquake realized sally wasn't there so there was still some kind of danger went across the hallway to dominic's room who was a baby at the time and she was up feeding him and was just sitting there crying because she didn't know what the earthquake Aww. was <laughs> it was just a, just a freaky set of situations but i was ready i think all of that that sleep apnea has got me got me training for trying to fight an invisible force like that <laughs> You see, I, rem I remember knowing exactly that it was, it was weird. I remember waking up as it started and thinking, oh, it's an earthquake immediately. <laughs> right, really weird. I don't, and I don't know why. Maybe me and the ducks have just been <laughs> through an earthquake or something. Um, but, yeah, I remember thinking it was immediately an earthquake because it was weird. Because the next-door neighbour's kids, um, I heard them shout, Mummy, what was that? And the mum said, I don't know. And so I just went, it was an earthquake, don't worry. Calm down. And I went back such to a good neighbour. Yeah. Yeah. Such a good neighbour. He's there for like emotional spot for children in the middle of the night <laughs> yeah. during tectonic seismic movements. <laughs> and I imagine, I imagine my temperature was spot on at the time as well. <laughs> Talking of suddenly waking up and things, my friend um, Gareth, he has night terrors. So one time we were in Edinburgh, we always used to go, when we were younger, we always used to go to the Edinburgh Festival every year. And it's really expensive going to the Edinburgh Festival, but we were all teenagers, so we all used to go along and there'd be like, you know, between six and ten of us in a room. They were massive rooms, these big, like old sort of, I don't know, Victorian or whatever, Edinburgh houses. And, um, and so there'd be like, you know, six or seven of us in a room, we'd all be asleep, and all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, he would just sit up screaming from the very depths of hell um, and just like completely like ah, 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 
just constant non-stop just screaming and all of us like wow what's going on what's going on and i imagined someone bit someone else's head off someone jumped out the window um you know just absolute chaos kicked off my friend dan who'd known gaz since school he knew exactly what it was straight away and so he was immediately like calm down gaz it's all right gaz 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 just trying to wake him up but without touching him because he didn't want to get him violent because gaz had told us stories in the past of his night terrors where if someone came and tried to wake him up physically he would push them out of the way and eventually Gaz sort of like groggily came round and stopped screaming and and we were all like you know everyone was up the light was on people were dancing around in fight poses and whatnot and um and Gaz was like what's 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 going on what's going on and then there was a pause and we all like looked at Gaz and he just went you scared me half to death. And then just laid straight back down and went back to sleep again. So, I don't yeah. get night terrors very often, but in a similar thing, I, I remember distinctly laid there in bed when my bedroom door opened and the most hideous, frightening, evil witch you have ever seen stepped through the door. She had really long fingers and really long fingernails and she just started coming towards me like this kind of, I'm going to get you look on my face. And I was trying to alert Sally to the danger, but because I was asleep, I was limited by what I could actually do. So my response was to just go... (laughs) And start shaking, and start shaking, and go... In her face. So which Sally woke up and started crying, and I'm going. And then when I eventually woke up, I kind of, I started laughing, and then just said, "Oh, I think you were having a nightmare," and then rolled over and went back to sleep, and just left her there sobbing. And then when I woke up the next morning, I said, "Oh, I think I owe you an apology." I said, "I think I accused you of having a nightmare." But I think it might have been me. She's just like, yeah, no shit. (laughs) You just started shaking me and screaming in my face. We came down as a family one morning to find our TV broken and covered in piss. Brilliant. Um, And we worked out that my brother had slept during the night and had just urinated all over the TV set. Which which caused it to break. I mean, he could have been electrocuted to death by the penis. Yeah. I mean, that... Maybe that wouldn't have been a funny story either. Not, not immediately, anyway. <laughs> so we've realised sleep's quite an expansive topic, and it I has. think it's one that we can come back to. There's, there's mm. definitely a two-parter in this. We've, we've got contributions from the community that we haven't been able to, to use. So if you've listened to this and you think, oh, what happened to my... Well, there was simply so much stuff that came through that we'll come back to this in the near future in, in another topic. So any final words um, to surmise from today that Alex or Ian you'd like to, uh, to, to share with the audience? Sleeping kids are dickheads. <laughs> so if there's any kids listening to this, when you go to bed at night to get some shut eye, remember, don't be a dickhead! Be a dickhead.